Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. My alarm clock went off around 5 a.m. I jumped out of bed. I was pretty nervous that first day. Jumped out of bed, spent 30 minutes putting on my makeup, getting my hair done just right pulling on my clothing that I'd laid out the night before. I was so nervous. Like, I didn't even know what to expect on this first day. I went in and had my breakfast, and I felt like I scarfed it down, really not hardly tasting any of the food that went into my mouth and down my throat. As I walked across the street to show up to my office, the click-clack, click-clack of my heels reverberated all around me. I got up in the hallway, and as I walked over the threshold from the shiny tile to the gray carpet, I felt like I was walking into another world. Well, in fact, I was walking into the first day of my career. My palms were sweaty. I felt sweat dripping down my back. I was hoping that it wasn't discoloring my uniform. But there I was, standing on this gray carpet, and it felt like 50 pairs of eyes were staring at me. It wasn't really 50 people there. It was maybe 15 of some of the most senior people in our organization. And I was brand new. I was the most junior person in that office. I looked from my boss, and I saw him sitting He was kind of a nerdy-looking guy, thick bottle glasses, kind of tall, salt-and-pepper hair. He didn't look anything like I'd expected, ramrod straight and braggadocious. No, he wasn't any of that. He welcomed me warmly. Let me say that again. He welcomed me warmly. Now, that hadn't been the reception I'd gotten from a few of the people along the way that I'd encountered. But this morning, this new morning, he welcomed me really warmly. And so I felt kind of a little bit of you know, sigh of relief. He showed me my desk and all the people who had been looking at me when I crossed that threshold, they all came and gave me a warm greeting. I felt kind of at home in this first day. My boss showed me the my desk and my in and out box. For those of you who remember inboxes and outboxes, you know, where all those papers were that we had to work on and the outbox was for everything that we had com- accomplished for that day. An old rotary dial phone, again, for those of you who remember rotary dial phones, we had that. I had that on my desk. And I sat down and my boss proceeded to begin to tell me step by step what my job was going to be. This was my first day. And I felt actually warmly welcomed, warmly received. And I began to see that there was, you know, some good stuff that I would be able to learn and grow in this new role. So I'm sharing this story with you. Because as leaders, sometimes I don't know that we really realize the impact of how we welcome people on their first day. Usually we're frantic and 
and fury and we're running all over the place. But on this first day, even though it was a really busy environment, I was warmly welcomed. I was shown what the tasks were that were before me. And I felt a sense of confidence a little bit because again, this is my first day. As the days wore on and the weeks wore on, I began to really understand something really powerful about this leader that I was privileged to serve with. And it was that he was very much a heart-centered, we would call it today an empathetic leader. He would talk about, you know, the things in his life that were going on and not in a way that was uncomfortable or oversharing, but in a way that made him human. Again, something that I haven't seen a whole lot of since my time with him. But as we went along, I began to notice things that he did with me. He spent time making sure that I was clear on what was required of me. He spent time guiding me, mentoring me. But more important, he began to spend time investing in me in a way that I realized he trusted me. Trust is something that is so nebulous sometimes. It's hard for us to figure out, like, do people trust me uh, in my leadership role? Do I trust my people? But I realized over time that he trusted me. And how did I know that? I knew it because he was starting to give me more and more responsibilities that were actually for people who were senior to me. And I was one of those people who really wanted to have more responsibility. It wasn't that I knew how to do things necessarily, but I was excited about getting more responsibility. I was excited about stretching, stretching myself to take on greater and more difficult projects. He consistently did this. He consistently gave me things that were requiring me to, to grow more. He also pointed me in the direction of other places I could build my skills. And he celebrated when I, you know, when I did something really well, he celebrated. He gave me feedback on what it was that I was doing well. And as that first year of working with him was almost over, I got one of my first opportunities to, uh, to compete for a, an extra, a special promotion. I competed against a bunch of other people and I won it. And that actually began to set the legacy of how this person groomed me and developed me as a leader, as a young leader at the time. And the, the thing that is important is that we don't, I've, I, we work with a lot of leaders in my company, Leaders Transform, we work with leaders all over the country. And what we notice is that there's a real reluctance to invest in people. Leaders are often spending more time putting out fires, which we know there's a lot of fires when we're in a leadership role, putting out, uh, you know, trying to figure out what, 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 what has to happen next, figuring out goals. But there's a lot less time invested in working with and developing people. And people are really the leader's primary job. Yes, tasks and all that need to get done, but tasks get done through people. And people who are well-developed and who are trusted and who are groomed deliver better on the tasks that are before them. So my boss, as we got into the second year, he began to give me opportunities to do parts and aspects of his job. And I realized that this was about the trust, the trust he had in me, the confidence that he had that I would be able to do the job as well or better than him, 
and the trust in me that if I did make a mistake, that I would come to him or that I would figure out a way to resolve it and let him know. His trust in me became so significant that he took an entire week off, which put me in charge of more than 20 people. Now, the 20 people that I was in charge of, and really I was more in charge of the, our, our work environment, but being in charge of our work environment meant that those 20 people looked to me to solve problems, to get things done, to make sure that relationships were being connected, that tasks were being handled, so that those 20 people could focus on their specific areas of specialization. And each one of those 20 people was actually responsible for thousands of people. So that meant that each one of them was a leader. Trust is so important. And it is so easy for leaders to overlook the importance of developing a trusting relationship, trusting connections, not only between themselves and their individual team leaders, but also developing that same sense of trust amongst a team. A team that does not have trust is a team where things cost more and where progress is a lot slower. My boss in this case trusted me and I began to soar. I began to really excel. I felt more confidence in myself as both as an employee and as a, as a contributor to our overall mission. I was much more confident outside of our office and meeting and talking to other people outside of our office. So his trust and investment in me really boosted my confidence, boosted my sense of purpose, boosted my sense of, of achievement. But that didn't stay like that. I'm going to share with you what happens when trust is violated or when trust is broken or more importantly, when someone doesn't trust you just because you're the most junior person in your office. So please join me next Wednesday while I'll tell a bit more of this story about what happened when I went from having a high trust environment, a high trust relationship, uh, a, a relationship that really groomed and sculpted me to be a fantastic contributor, to having a new leader that did not believe in my talent, did not believe in my skill, and did not trust me. Join me next Wednesday. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in the room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.